when their eyes widen in amazement as old faithful bursts into the sky. When they gaze upon your semites, 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 towering sequoias. You found the place for trans substantiation. The Brit Summers Show. Here's a little letter I sing to my friend. Lately it seems like our friendship might end. So before we get into a fight, I thought that I'd better write. Hey, penis, I don't think I like you anymore. Used to watch me shave, now you just stare at that lonesome floor. Penis, I don't like you anymore. Hey, it used to be you and me, that paper towel and a dirty magazine. That's all we needed to get by Now it seems things have changed I think you're the one to blame Venus, I don't like you Drinking. You put me places I've never been before Rodney, I don't like you anymore Why can't we just get a grip on our man-to-hand relationship Come to terms with truly how we feel If we put our heads together we just stay home forever Penis, I think I like you after all Oh, and Rodney, why you shave and shave my balls? Why you shave and won't you please shave my balls? The great Rodney Carrington, one of the last remaining good Comedy bit writers around. 95.3-96.9-103.9-1470 WWNN. Hi everybody. Welcome to the Brit Summer Show, broadcasting live from a state being run by a, a <laughs> inbred mongoloid who has his lips super glued to a, a orange orangutan. Dumber than dog do. Unbelievable. I tell you, I'm not gonna ever, ever do a Facebook charity thing on my birthday. And I know you see that a lot. If somebody has a birthday, uh, they choose a charity they want to give to, whatever it is. I don't know how they did it, but when I did it, and I already talked about this, but uh, you couldn't link it to a charitable thing. 
especially you couldn't link it to any GoFundMe thing. So the charity drive I had for my late friend, George Rodriguez's daughter, uh, wouldn't link to GoFundMe. And I already talked about that when I had to go to my bank account. I had no choice to retrieve the money. It was two ninety seven. dollars By the way, Facebook charges $10. And I had no choice but to put it in my bank account. Otherwise, I would have never got the money. And Facebook would have been damn well happy to have kept it. Because you know how badly they need it. Uh, so there I was with a real hot potato. Uh, because I am not Republican. I did not want to have anything to do with that money. See, if I was a Republican, I would have kept it. But I had to get it to his daughter, and so I zelled it out of my account. But the, what I had to go through, I'm just saying to my audience, if you see that on Facebook and you want to do a charity drive on your birthday, think twice. Or if you really know how to navigate through what Facebook puts you through, good luck to you, because then you have the problem of at least getting them. Well, we'll need 20 to 48 hours to transfer these funds to your account. If we get around to it, if we mosey around uh, slow enough, maybe we'll give you the money. That was their overall attitude, especially after I contacted them and I said something to the tune of, oh, so now I get it. We have a charity drive and you get to keep the money. And I got this indignant reply. You will receive your funds in uh, 24 to 48 or 72 years. And I finally got it and I zelled it to her. And of all the tributes I had to George Rodriguez, that was the worst part of it, doing that charity thing. But I want to thank everybody who went to my page and did contribute and everybody else who did contribute correctly to the GoFundMe account. I should have just reposted the GoFundMe thing. Anyway, so that chapter is over. And uh, again, many thanks to all who have contributed. You're, 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 welcome. you're welcome. So what's the latest going on in uh, Florida or concerning the coronavirus? Florida Coronavirus Update. And here's your latest update. According to this report, it says, we're fucked. If you live in Florida, that's all you need to know. And as long as we have this governor, that's all you'll ever know. And speaking of Florida, the land of paradise where it doesn't snow, if you're going to vote by mail, here's a public service announcement from this show. Anybody listening to this show, even if you're outside of Florida, please let your friends or relatives who do live here know this, uh, because there is a scam operation underway, of course, that I got in the mail. Okay, first of all, You've heard the PSAs running throughout my show and throughout the radio station that I made for vote by mail for the Broward County Supervisor of Elections. Now, if you're going to vote by mail, which most people are due to the pandemic, it's advisable to deal directly with your county supervisor of elections, the SOE. Nobody else. Listen carefully. Do not deal with anybody else other than as far as questions or procedure and all that. Go directly or call directly your supervisor of elections office because we're getting in the mail. And I got one, too. This Fakaka looking uh, uh, application to vote by mail. <laughs> and it starts out with it's easy as one, two, three. Here's the thing about this. If you get a letter from something called Center 
for Voter Information. I'll say that again. Write this down. Center for Voter Information is a fraud. It is fake. It is an underhanded tactic of screwing up the votes in Florida, and it's being conducted by the lore offices, and they're nationally based too, Blank Rome Legal Centers, and, and they're, this particular one comes from Philadelphia. Now, you have to ask yourself, how does Philadelphia tie in with the Florida voting thing? It's easy. They screw you up, and if you send this in, one, they get your phone number, your email address, and they probably sell it information to the RNC. And whatever nefarious plans they have for this, just don't do it. This is very important. Uh, they're, they're masquerading. It, it starts out. County supervisors of elections across Florida encourage everyone to use mail-in ballots for upcoming elections and, and send the enclosed mail ballot application into our office. It, it doesn't go to... Your SOE office, it goes to Philadelphia. Phila-fucking-delphia. It does not go to your, anywhere in Florida. Yeah, if you look at the address on the return envelope, it says Tallahassee. That's a bogus address, and it's redirected to Philadelphia. And it's signed, sincerely, get this, Lionel Drips. Squirt, squirt. Now, that sounds like a real name now, doesn't it? <laughs> Lionel Drips. It doesn't say what his position is there or who, who he is. It just says Lionel Drips, Center for Voter Information. Ignore this. In fact, for you, ladies and gentlemen, in front of my microphone where all can see, I'm tearing this up and I'm throwing it the fuck away. I tore up the wrong, tore up the wrong piece of paper. Wait a minute. Is this one? Yeah. Out it goes. You, you think you'd see this or hear this on the news or somewhere in the newspaper. But here's the thing. It's a very simple reason why. We don't have any news. No. I, I, I got some uh, very nice comments and emails from the show. But I got the first Trump lick spittle hate mail. My first one after all these years. And I, I would have kept it up there. It was on SoundCloud. By the way, in, in SoundCloud, I block, and I'll tell you why I block them, because it's one thing to disagree with what I say. That's fine. But this guy went into the personal attacks. I mean, he started out with the usual uh, Trump talking point, right wing, hate talk radio and Fox News talking points that they grasp on to desperately hold on to because these people are incapable of forming their own thoughts, of forming their own points of view. So they have to desperately hang on to this misinformation that is being happily provided to them on a 24-7 basis through media, which I'm going to get to in another part of the show. And then when they realize that what they're saying is absolute nothing, invariably they, they lapse into the, but what about, but what about, but what about... And then with their bogus percentages, you realize, of course, that only 2% of 3% of the 5% of the 6% of the 10%. <laughs> well, what about Obama? What about Johnson? What about Truman? They're just looking to blame it all on anybody except the person that they worship, love, and adore and harbor fantasies of uh, orange pasty cheek tongue fucking. And then we started going in with the tranny thing. You trannies, how come all you trannies hate white men? 
<laughs> Where do you get that from? Okay. What an asshole. If you're a Trump-licking right-wing shit, then back up the kids and uh, go spend a vacation at Yo Semite. <laughs> That's all I got to say to you. And if it was just like a you know, disagreement or whatever it was, I would have left it on it. But when you get personal, block. Bye, bye, bye. Just like on Facebook, block. Don't be afraid to use that block. And the other thing you, you should not be afraid to use is with the uh, rash of new friend requests that not only me, but everybody else is getting all these new friend requests from brand new profiles, delete them all. And yeah, you can report them as spam. That much Facebook does right. The charity things, eh, I don't know. Tread nimbly afoot with those children. And, and now, another one I got, and I, I wasn't going to talk about this except for something happened. It, it, this is kind of <laughs> ironic because you've heard me rant on bicycle cops and why, why are they even needed? And, uh, okay, and I got the comedy bit about bicycle cops. <clears throat> and I got a letter, this is, couple months ago i actually got a a, not a hate letter but it was like a a very disgruntled let's say bicycle cop (laughs) guy the guy was a bicycle cop and he took umbrage to um what i was saying about bicycle cops and it's like okay i wrote him back very nice thanks for listening whatever it is sorry you don't agree but whatever you know And, and it was not a big deal and i let it go i let it ride I thought I'd give the bicycle cop bit a rest, considering I did that bit in 2000. So (laughs) I didn't think anybody would care anymore. But the bicycle cop man, he did. And then what happens? In New York, a couple weeks ago, during a Black Lives Matter protest, not a big one, not a really big one, but this was back when uh, Trump and Barr were dispatching their private armies in Portland, and I guess they got cooperation from the NYPD because this was in the city and there was a small, really tiny protest going on. And now this can be backed up again. The video's up there. And there was a trans woman there by the name of Nikki Stone, 19 years old. And he probably thought, well, there's a young girl. She should be easy to apprehend and uh, throw into an unmarked minivan, which is what they did. But here's the thing. They had help because the crowd tried to save her from being thrown into an unmarked minivan with unmarked guys. <laughs> they weren't even wearing soldier the uh, costumes pretending to be uh, American troops. These guys are just had like pullover shirts and short pants. Again, with the fucking short pants. I can't stand it when men, men, when they wear short pants like they're seven years old. That's the thing now. Anyway, these ex-convict work-release goons descended on this trans woman who was protest wasn't even really doing anything, just standing in the midst of a small protest, and they abducted her and threw her in the van with the help of the NYPD, get this, bicycle cops. The bicycle cops, and you can see in the video, were... <laughs> The, the crowd was advancing to try to save her, and the bicycle cops were using their bikes as shields. You fairy! Now, I wasn't going to bring up the bicycle cops again. I said what I had to say. But after seeing that, oh, Mr. Bicycle Cop Man, who was so upset about uh, my comedy bit and what I said, you know what? 
Fuck you. Mr. Bicycle Cop. And I still maintain that the only reason they're bicycle cops is because they can't be trusted to be behind the wheel of a patrol car. They're told, hey, you, you get on this bicycle and go pedal around the city. Go have a happy day. Go buy some ice cream like you're 10 with your little short pants and your, and your knee sock, your little socks all the way up to your knees. Oh, how threatening you are. If, if I, you know, I'm so tempted if I see a, a bicycle cop, we don't have many of them around here. But if I did, I, I would intentionally speed just to see if he could catch me. I don't think he'll be able to. Stop, stop. <laughs> well, Mr. Bicycle Cop, <laughs> and when he had all this big, he had a big dissertation about all the great things a bicycle cop does for their community. Well, they keep the sales of knee socks up, and uh, I guess if they have a poor driving record, that's the best the, pol- the uh, police forces can do. <laughs> Just, here's our bicycle. Stay away from our cars. Maybe at one time these, these cops had a DUI or something years ago, and they don't merit driving a patrol car. So I'm sorry, Mr. Bicycle Cop. I'm sorry if I upset you. But a few people are going to participate in this type of behavior, abducting an innocent person off the street. This trans woman named Nikki Stone, who is, by the way, she was released because they have, they're not cops. These uh, unmarked douchebags that with the uh, unmarked vans. But they sure had help from the bicycle cops. Well, if you ask me, they're pretty worthless. I'm a bicycle cop, you better obey the law, or I'll pedal after you as fast as I can. I'm a bicycle cop, and I did something wrong, that's why they took my patrol car away. I'm a bicycle cop, and I wear short pants with socks up to my knees. I'm a bicycle cop, and I dress this way because they think it's intimidating. I'm gonna pedal away. If you do something bad, I'm gonna pedal away. So don't get me mad. I make my living this way. It's pretty sad to see what happened to my career. He's a bicycle cop. So watch out what you do, or I'll pedal real hard after you. He's a bicycle cop. There's not much else I can do other than shake my fist at you. Come back here. Then it goes out to my bicycle cop friend out there who is probably still listening to this show. And now you know why. Now you know why. You're listening to the Brit Summer Show, and not that I want to put my fellow Democrats into a coma, uh, but if you're ready, if you're willing to listen and stay tuned, I got something to say about media again. Uh, this is something that Democrats are allergic to. They just don't want to hear anything about media. They're not concerned. They think it's foolishness. They don't, they don't want to know. Um, <clears throat> but there's more I'm, I'm going to every show. So you might as well decide the tune out now. If you're a registered Democrat, that you're actually saying that you don't care about media. And the Republicans run roughshod over us constantly. And a, a perfect example of that, like I mentioned last week, this Lincoln Project, which is all Republicans, 
uh, attacking Trump on our behalf, which I am grateful for. But like I said, you'll never see anything like those ads come out of the DNC. No, we have to tread nimbly. We have to be very gentle. We don't want to be confrontational now. Ooh, we're Democrats. But it just recently came to my attention that another colleague of mine who has a radio show out in Las Vegas, Doug Basham on KDWN, KDON, an erstwhile broadcaster, does an enormous amount of research for his show. And, uh, well, he's off the air now, too. Not so much because of this Johnny Malone, who, who now owns everything uh, regarding broadcast media. Pretty much uh, everything, including Sirius XM. Yes, all you special ones out there. I've got, I've got a subscription to Sirius XM. Well, now you're in the same boat. of uh, uh, We're all in. One guy, one guy owns it all. Pretty much. As far as broadcasting is concerned, as far as music is concerned, you've heard it a million times. There's never going to be another Beatles. And of course, whenever you heard a new boy band come out, their PR firm would always say, they're the next Beatles. And from Backstreet Boys up to uh, the, the newest boy band you could think, they're always the new Beatles. But the truth of the matter is, no, you're never going to get another important group like the Beatles again. Even if there was one out there, you're not going to get it. We're never going to get anything musically innovative or new ever again. All you will hear as far as music is concerned is the usual crap they've been churning out for like the past 20 years since Clear Channel took over. I think they have one music director for all of their radio stations, and that hasn't changed. This Johnny Malone, he's going to have one music director for all of uh, Sirius XM for all of the uh, terrestrial broadcast stations out there. So you're not going to hear anything new other than the corporately approved software generated sputum. There's no more rock and roll. That's gone. No more rhythm and blues. That's gone. Although they're calling rap rhythm and blues. <laughs> what you got is rap and corporate schmaltz. That's what you got now. But I'm talking everything. I'm talking country music. I'm talking what's called pop music. It's all schmaltz. That's pretty much based on what the 80s gave us as far as romantic schmaltz. You get schmaltz. And it's all generated by software. Why? Because cheap maximizes profitability. And that's what we're stuck with. That will never get any more innovations as far as music is concerned. Uh, you'll see it independently online. But how far does that go? And it's just like these uh, famous artists like Paul McCartney. He's working on another album. The, the minute he releases it, it's all going to be online for free. It's, it's pointless anymore. Not that he cares. He's, he's fine. But for any artist alone, oh, I'm going to come up with a new album. What do you hear this? And it's like, OK, go ahead. Post it once and it's gone. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how you monetize music anymore outside of the uh, one guy that owns all of it now. But anyway, getting back to the broadcasting end, Doug Basham was not a victim of the corporate monopoly. Well, kind of, indirectly. He had a sponsor. The sponsor uh, lost money because of the pandemic. Couldn't keep his show on. But he is a progressive liberal talker. And what you can't get if you're in that category, what you cannot get is funding through national organizations like the hate talkers get if they get sponsors fine that's gravy juice that's uh, lunch money 
But even if they can't get a sponsor, if you say the right things, like shoot a black person or rape is fine, if you say the right things that you're aligned idealistically with ownership and management, you'll be fine. You'll always get funding somehow. Trump is good. Trump is great. He can do no wrong. He was sent here at the the right uh, testicle of Jesus. You could say anything you want, as long as it's an idealistic alignment with the owner and management. And you got Freedom Works for billionaires, Heritage Foundation, you got the uh, Family Research Council, all of these, as Europe is calling them now, right-wing insurgents, are supplementing these programs to be on the air across the country, on every station, in every town, on every mainly AM station, and in some towns, FM. And you know it because some of these so-called broadcasters are terrible and they talk like this. Oh, they're over-animated and they talk like they're announcing a sports game or something. <laughs> they think that's what radio is. But the one I've always thought was hilarious, and this goes for left and right, is when they start with hot rock music. It could be like a Led Zeppelin track or something. Their bumper music is like acid rock or something exciting. And then they come on and they talk like this. Man, we got an interesting show for you. Doesn't matter what you sound like. It doesn't matter if you're in radio before. And like I said a few shows ago, there's only a few of us left that actually have a federal broadcasting license, which is worthless now. Thanks to Bill Clinton. But we've been around that long where <laughs> we were on the air in the days when you had to have a license to sit behind this microphone. Now any schlubadinky can just walk into a radio station, get funding from a right-wing organization, sit down and uh, tell the Klan to go ahead, go right ahead and bash in uh, blacks' heads, uh, kill them. And they have the full endorsement of the White House now to do it, along with the support and compliments of broadcast management. So why am I saying this about Doug Basham? Where else can he go? I got this years ago. And my friend, my late friend George Rodriguez Got this years ago. People don't get it, Democrats. They don't understand. Well, that station went out of business or that station changed hands. Go, go, go to another station and there ain't none. You don't get it. There just ain't none to go to anymore. Not unless you endorse the Klan. Not unless you encourage your listeners to commit acts of violence against minorities, which used to be against FCC rules. Now it's encouraged by the FCC. FCC likes that. Just don't say tits. If you say tits, you're in trouble. And I'm going to have to edit that part out, what I just said. I said tits. Look at the tits on that blonde, man. But you can get fined. You can get a big, big, big fine if you say, uh, not so much. I hear tits a lot. But this is the latest one. Goddamn. I'm like, really? That's on a list now? Well, I'll be goddamned. I, I didn't know that. But douchebag, you could say. That's across the dial, across the airwaves, across the cables. You can say douchebag. That's all right. But if I went on the air here and I encouraged others to commit acts of violence against minorities, I could get a job up at what's left of WIOD. That's what they encourage there. That's the type of politics that they like. What's left of that station? Like I said, a, a tiny office space with cubicles, with sad people. What used to be, WIOD used to be a, a sign of greatness, a giant in the industry. Now it's just a, a rented office space with cubicles. 
I'm surprised it exists at all anymore. WIOD. Oh, I hate that station. <laughs> so who knows? Maybe you can secure another sponsor. Or maybe we can get a uh, progressive uh, organization to supplement his show. <laughs> you know, he's not the only one. <laughs> As if that'll happen. He's not the only one. I mean, everybody's familiar with the name Randy Rhodes. Yeah, she's on Free Speech TV. But uh, she's been in radio along with Nicole Sandler. She's been a radio broadcaster for 30 years. She's uh, Randy's only on <clears throat> Free Speech TV, which is great. She's on a few on-air terrestrial stations, uh, a few. Nicole, relegated to podcasting, a capable broadcaster, but unless she says uh, on the air to use flamethrowers against a black community or, or bomb a, a town in Oklahoma... If she, if she goes on and says that, she might get a job. But if she won't, they call her, what did that guy, W.I.O.D., call her? Oh, I, I don't agree with your crazy politics. The worst talk radio I've ever heard in my life was on W.I.O.D. See, it changed. The business changed. Used to be, if you got numbers for us and we could sell your show and we could make millions of dollars with it, great. I don't care what you say, long as you're within FCC guidelines. I don't care what your beliefs or whatever it is. Just be responsible when you broadcast. That's how it used to be. Since 1996, <laughs> it's you will adhere to the policies of these Republican administrations like with Bush and with Trump, you will absolutely march to our orders and talking points. And then you'll stay employed. Because they'll tell you, well, the progressive talk was failing. Well, the progressive talk didn't get enough numbers. No, no, the truth, this show is about the truth. The truth of the matter is they pulled the plug because they didn't want to hear it. My late boss, Neil Rogers, had half this market listening to him. More than half of a tri-county area tuned into his show each and every day. And he was a progressive gay man. Would he get a job now? No. No, he would not. You know where Neil Rogers would be right now? It, if he was still alive and a younger man, he, he'd have a podcast. Because no, if anybody was a qualified, you know something? I wonder what's going to happen with Stern now. Because when his contract comes due, I wonder if Johnny Malone's going to want to pay out that amount. Hmm. Well, he's ready to retire anyway. When you think about it, all the big names that you knew as big personality radio people, you bring them back to life and make them younger and put them back on the air, they wouldn't be able to get back on the air. They'd all have podcasts. Because management does not want, not so much left-wing, but just liberal or just non-hate talk. It has to be, if you want to be on the air, it has to be palpable hatred towards minorities, especially blacks. But the Mexicans, and you name it, whatever it is. As long as you hate them, you're employed. That's how radio works today. An opposing point of view? No. Try getting through their screeners. Unless it's a set-up call. Sorry, we're at the point now, these days, where there isn't any outside of what you can garner from what you see online. There is no information. Oh, yeah, but you got MSNBC and CNN. Sure, if, if you're following two stories, they cover, between 6 and midnight, two, two stories. And they rotate, show to show, talking about the same exact stinking story. Uh, one interesting point about CNN, though, if you watch it like after, I think, 1 a.m., it turns into news. 
It actually becomes a news network. Uh, they throw it to their, I guess, their British office, and uh, they talk about news from around the world, things that, that are going on that is, are never discussed during uh, the day hours. I was impressed by that. It was like watching, oh, I don't know, <clears throat> a news program. We don't have that anymore, especially where I live. This town is shrouded in absolute media darkness. No print news. Our print, uh, our newspapers are owned by uh, Chicago Outfit. Uh, nobody is local here, except the South Florida Gay News. <laughs> okay, they're local. But as far as any major newspapers, no. We don't even have that anymore. The Miami Herald, it's been reduced down to like a small office space. It went from this huge complex downtown on, on the bay i guess it was biscayne bay this this enormous office building it's been reduced down to a few offices somewhere in uh, north miami so the miami herald it barely exists anymore we don't have print we don't have radio we and the tv is ambulance chaser uh, stories that doing it like uh, the joel cheatwood days going back to the 80s tonight a couple fight over a fence in their backyard <laughs> yeah, that's what you get here. How many accidents on 995 during rush hour this week? Uh, but as far as anything important, no. It's uh, wring your hands, be scared of this news. It's always been that way, and there's nothing new going on here. But I, I, as even when it comes to, like, I was, I was talking earlier about this fake voters registration being sent from Philadelphia down here, posing as a uh, mail-in vote application. That's not on the news. Won't see that on the TV, which is all we have left. Will you hear it on the radio? <clears throat> no more radio stations left to have it on. Will you see it in the paper? I don't know if they got room between the ads. I'm telling you. Starved for information. They want us to be dumb. It's all part of the dumbed down long term from 1972 Powell memo. They want us to get nice and dumb because it's easier to manipulate us that way. Oh, one thing I got to—I mentioned earlier, and then I appreciate their around free speech TV. By the way, do you have it on your? I don't have it. You can watch it on your computer, but I don't have it on my cable. Free speech TV is doing kind of whatever America was trying to do in '04, but they're going opposite directions. Air America was hiring stand-up comics to be on the air who I liked, but they didn't belong on a political talk format. They're not radio people. They're stand-up comics or comedy writers. It's got nothing to do with... Uh, I don't want to mention Janine Garofalo by name, who I like. She never belonged on the radio. That's the direction they took. Uh, and it didn't work out. Uh, There's a lot of other problems uh, aside from that. But now we have free speech tv which is trying to do the same thing and yeah randy's on there and they have tom hartman uh, but they're going the opposite way instead of entertainment value they're going for the depressing value in other words the breaks in between the shows they're so sad if you want to get depressed try not to watch the breaks on free speech tv it would make sarah mclaughlin want to blow her brains out it is so depressing so sad so miserable you want to cry uh so yes yeah, so, <laughs> complete opposite but that being said i'm glad they're there and I'm, I'm happy for what they're trying to do but again it all comes down to programming 
if you're going to start a project like that or something, have people that are actually, that worked in the business to uh, set it up. It seems like to me, they have these well-meaning people involved that uh, wouldn't know how to program a TV network. Just like Air America had, their programmers had no idea what radio was supposed to sound like. And by the way, if you, you'll still hear this on uh, Tom Hartman or Stephanie Miller, and it's a joke, but they still say it. And this is from Air America. They invented their own words. <clears throat> Do we have a hard break or is it a soft break coming up? No, we have a hard break. You see, they thought it would sound more <laughs> radio professional if instead of saying we got a long break or a short break coming up. You say, no, no, don't say long or short. Say hard or soft. <laughs> They've actually signed on to that now. When we first heard that at WQAM, we were laughing our ass off. And we're, <laughs> we were like, well, we've got a hard break coming up. What do you mean hard break? I don't know. Opposite of a very soft break? <laughs> uh -huh. Programming Bubba Mices, they pulled out of their ass. It's still going on. You won't hear me. I don't care. You won't hear me. I don't care. You say you want more women listening to your show. If you want us, there's one thing you ought to know. Put some music on. Summer Show on the WNN Network. And thanks for tuning in on the ground. All the fun begins on the second half of the show. So if you're uh, online, listening online, uh, stay tuned. We've got more to come. Oh, 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 I said come. Now FCC says you can say come as in come and go. And the second hour is about to come. <laughs> There's no good way to say it. No. Like if you work a... Nicole Sandler worked at a station in L.A., <laughs> How can you say it on the air? But these were the call letters. K-L-I-T. <laughs> Much as I would have enjoyed saying those call letters, those were the call letters. <laughs> I think they had them changed since then. Yes. So thanks for tuning in. I'll see all you offliners back here next week <laughs> on, on 95.3, 96.9, 103.9, 1470 WWNN. 95.3 FM.
Vote safe, vote by mail, and avoid long lines. The benefits of voting by mail may surprise you. You can check your status and verify your voter registration information. You can even track receipt and counting of your ballot. To find out more about requesting your Palm Beach or Broward County ballot verification and tracking, go to BrowardSOE.org and PBCElections.org for an easy-to-follow guide. That's BrowardSOE.org and PBCElections.org. Hi, this is Britt Summers, here to tell you about Feeding South Florida. It's Florida's leading domestic hunger relief organization, the largest and most efficient food bank serving Palm Beach, Broward, Miami-Dade, and Monroe counties. Feeding South Florida has distributed nearly 51 million meals to over 700,000 individuals, including children and older adults over the past year. And since our COVID-19 response began, Feeding South Florida has hosted over 250 drive through food distributions. Feeding South Florida has partnered with Amazon.com to deliver meal boxes to homebound older adults in Palm Beach, Broward, and Miami-Dade counties. If you're able to, please donate today at FeedingSouthFlorida.org. And thank you for your support. That's FeedingSouthFlorida.org. Yours truly, Britt Summers at TheBrittSummersShow.com. The mayor of Atlanta, Keisha Lance Bottoms, I saw her in an interview in CNN and, and then her background in the webcam was a record album of Major Lance. And I'm looking like Major Lance. So I checked and yeah, her father was Major Lance who had three hit songs, the biggest of which you're hearing right now, but he had a follow-up song, which is pretty much the same song, and I masked it up as you're about to hear. But if you listen closely, you'll hear the voice of Curtis Mayfield singing back up on harmony. That's because he was friends with Curtis Mayfield, and Curtis wrote this song. There's a place right across town, wherever you're ready.
Major Lance from 1963, along with his follow-up hit, which is basically a retread of his first major hit. But Major Lance uh, stayed in the business for some time and until he died uh, at the age of, I think it was 55. But it turns out, Keisha Lance Bottoms, that's her dad, which I think is really cool. And I thought I'd share that with my audience. You're listening to the Brit Summer Show on FYINation.com, SkyhawkRadio.com, SoFloRadio.com. Yes, I think. Tune in, Stitcher, Patreon, Google Play with this, and of course, thebritsummers.com, which takes you right to my SoundCloud, where you can download all of my shows for free, thanks to the generosity of my listeners, who continue to be generous, and I thank them profusely, because uh, in this day and age, I'm surprised I get any support at all. But thank you, it's nice to know somebody likes me out there, especially my primary underwriter, Ernie! You rocker, and thank you again. Around 12, 13 years ago, I sold Mary Kay products. <laughs> yes, I did. And uh, I'm bringing this up because uh, uh, something happened last week where one of their top saleswomen, who had the pink Cadillac, by the way, uh, was caught on film tearing down a Black Lives Matter sign. And she was summarily dismissed as uh, a Mary Kay representative. Now, let me tell you something about Mary Kay cosmetics that uh, you may not be aware of. And I was happily surprised back in, uh, I'd say, 2007, when I knew uh, the lights were about to be turned off in my career right around there. So I was uh, trying uh, different uh, things. Uh, to supplement and one of them was because i could afford to do it at the time was to become a mary Kay rep because i'm always getting compliments on my makeup so i figure why not be a rep for mary Kay? okay well six hundred dollars later <laughs> yeah it, it's a uh, six hundred dollars it was then just for the smaller startup of products and after a while it starts to cost you money the products are really good but you really got to know how to sell, <clears throat> and I don't. So eh, I did okay, but I couldn't I couldn't afford to keep up the inventory. It got expensive, and back then it was uh, <clears throat> you had to exchange the goods out of your trunk behind a Target or something, which I didn't like. But that's how they did business back then, prior to having drop shipments, which now they do. Now you can order online from your representative, and it's like any other. It's like Amazon, like anything else. Back then, it was just before they started doing that, and eh, I did okay. I had a nice time doing the parties and everything. You have to set up a party where you do you, you get your little samples and you test your makeups and all this stuff, and at the end, you write uh, down who wants to buy what. Very simple, very nice. I just, uh, I'm, I'm not good at selling stuff. I gave more away than I sold, because that's just my stupid nature. Uh, and it was, here's the the fun part. They were very accepting of having a transgender as a Mary Kay Cosmetics representative. And they're based in Texas, which really shocked me. You know, because I I have a little bit of guts, so I thought I'd try it. And I thought going in that they're not going to take a trans woman. And then they said, fine. I was invited to all of the meetings and all of this stuff and uh, it, it worked out great, except I, <laughs> if I knew how to sell anything, it would have been better. 
And, and if they had drop shipping, that would have been even better, but which they do. Anyway, I did that for a while, and I was uh, readily accepted. No questions asked, no problem. And I really, I kind of miss it too. I used to give advice on makeup and how I did. I used, I still used a liquid liner on my eyes. So we were having like liquid liner contests and all this. A lot of people have trouble with that. because, And it's all about, I'll tell you on the air right now, free advice. Uh, it's all about the brush length to get a nice even line with liquid eyeliner, which I prefer because I got oily skin. So pencils never work. I use pencil on the bottom, but always liquid on the top because uh, pencils just don't stick. It's because of my olive oil skin. So I, I use the uh, liquid. And if you have a short brush, it really it makes it very difficult to get a straight line on there, especially if your hand shakes a little bit. You got to get a very even flow. My advice, get a longer brush. <clears throat> if you can, find a thin brush to use. So the idea is you take the long brush and you lay it as flat as you can. And uh, the longer the brush, the better. Simple as that. At these cheap down here, the Russian-owned beauty shop, uh, beauty supply stores. If you're lucky, you'll find the liquid eyeliner with the long tube. And that will provide you with the long brush. But more often than not, like in Walgreens or wherever else you buy your makeup, uh, the liquid eyeliner will come in a little tiny shot glass sized bottle with a little tiny brush that, uh, I don't know, unless you have absolute perfect vision, it's impossible to do. So what you do is you keep the long brush and clean it each time and use the little bottle. And that's how I do my eyes. I don't really do the uh, Cleopatra wing out anymore. I did that for years. It kind of became my trademark. If you look at my pictures, on older pictures online, you'll see I used it a lot, but not so much anymore because it's nighttime. It's too nighttime. If I want to glam it up, you look at my lead pick on the Facebook page, Boca Brittany Summers. That was at a uh, Democratic presidential gala. And yeah, I used it there. So now you have special occasions, nighttime dating, that sort of thing. Which With the pandemic, I'm saving a lot of money on eyeliner. <laughs> I'm saving a fortune on makeup, period, because I'm wearing the mask. Why? Then I find out. I'm talking to other people. I'm not the only one. You know, these makeup companies got to be suffering right now. Women aren't wearing makeup because... That's why. Lipstick sales. You could probably get a great deal on lipstick because why bother? It's, I want it to end. I want this to end. I got my stuff's going to go bad. But yeah, kudos uh, to Mary Kay Cosmetics for getting rid of that bitch that uh, took down the Black Lives Matter sign. That bigoted racist hole who how she was a, a sales rep for that company to begin with. I don't know if you look at her. She looked like a potato. But anyway, I had to mention that because I'm very proud to I still have my representative card of uh, Mary Cape Cosmetics. Thank you for giving me the chance. I mean, uh, I would do that now, but how do you do that in a pandemic? You got to have makeup parties. How's that work with masks? I don't know. And now, another edition of What If? Today, what if Janis Joplin were an Avon lady? May I help you? 
Tune in next time when we'll ask, what if acne scars were attractive? Wow, Keith Richards, what a hum. When next we ask, what if? License to Thrill, it's Prince Summers. Bubbling over with fun. She's got really big boobs, she's got looks that could kill It's really too bad that her name is Phil And you wouldn't know she stands up when she pees She talks like a man, but she's almost a woman to me She can lead you to lust like a goddess from Venus but under her skirt, she's still got a penis And you never guess she once had a goatee She talks like a man, but she's almost a woman to me doesn't seem right Oh, she soon will put out But she used to put in And she's six four in height And you'll start to feel like it's her you'll be needing but she still got that thing till it comes off in Sweden How would you know that she was a he? She talks like a man, but she's almost a woman to me She talks like a man, but she's almost a woman to me Chest. Ooh, and it blew, it ruined my vest, it came out of my jeans and into my life, oh, how it makes me feel fine, it's 16, so beautiful, and it's mine, 
You've been listening to the Brit Summer Show. Thank you once again for tuning in this week. There's a lot I didn't cover, so stay tuned for the next program of the Brit Summer Show. And despite what you see and hear on media, stay quarantined. It sucks. It's getting old. It's getting boring. But you're alive. Unless you don't want to be alive, then go ahead and join the Trumpers at their COVID parties. Ain't gonna happen to me. (laughs) Oh, by the way, I didn't play this. I just keep forgetting, but this is Wisconsin Congressman Glenn Grothman at the Wisconsin GOP State Convention last month, as a matter of fact. I just forgot about this. But if you're a Trumpanzy lickspittle, you're gonna love this one. He wasn't wearing a mask either. It's time to talk about Donald John Trump. Okay. So how you feeling, Glenn? <laughs> and rumor has it, rumors are that since uh, our governor, death sentence, had a maskless meeting with the uh, Florida police, uh, whatever they were, a bunch of pro-Trump cops sitting in a room with no mask on, with uh, Ron death sentence, uh, spitting and slobbering with all of the, uh, what did it what do they call it? Droplets. Droplets falling from the air. Five of them came down with coronavirus. And the rumor has it, it's a rumor, that DeSantis has it too. Wouldn't that be a shame? So that's the way I see the world from here. Until next time, this is Britt Summer saying, I smoke two joints in the morning, I smoke two joints at night. I smoke two joints in the afternoon, it makes me feel alright. Alright! I smoke two joints in time of peace, and two in time of war. I smoke two joints before I smoke two joints, and then I smoke two more. Oh, my daddy, he once told me, son, you be hard-working man. two joints when I get up in the limo I smoke two joints I smoke a couple joints when I play video game and at every 10,000 points I smoke two joints in time of peace and two in time of war I smoke two joints before I smoke two joints and then I smoke two more Radio I've ever heard in my life was on WOD. Absolutely correct.